It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, but not right now as we are in off-season mode here on the show. So Mondays, Wednesdays, and Friday for the weekly Friday mailbag. Like today, I'll be giving you a podcast on the Carolina Panthers. We've got OTAs going on again next week, and then mandatory minicamp after that, and in a very long break of no football and there might be some breaking news about baker mayfield or some other quarterback coming into the fold or seeing at a time where y'all there's really not that much to talk about i'm doing five shows a day it's kind of a slug and y'all probably already kind of felt that anyway so mondays coming out usually in the evening wednesday depending on what's going on in the field might be in the evening as well and when we get the mandatory minicamp might actually do a podcast each of those days just to recap what went on that day. But on Fridays in the morning, you'll have the weekly Friday mailbag like you're getting it right now, Friday morning or whenever you'll see me to here on the show. So again, make sure you can check out every single episode, watch the show and subscribe to the show over on YouTube. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe on all the traditional podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and all the other ones out there. Make sure to do that with Locked On Panthers and follow me on Twitter at Julian Council every single Friday, like today, answer weekly Friday mailbag questions and to participate either at me or easily just DM me at Julian Council to get in those questions. No more YouTube comments. Got too many of the comments in there trying to find mailbag. Um, just so just go ahead and just send them directly to me via my Twitter DM. So at Julian Council there over on Twitter for the weekly Friday mailbag. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. And we'll start off with Jacob. Who says, keep on keeping on with the pod. Any word on Switzer making the team? Also, what's up with the Rock Hill thing? I need an explanation like I'm five years old. Hashtag keep pounding. I'll start off with the first question you asked there about, I believe, Ryan Switzer, the former North Carolina Tar Heel wide receiver, played in Dallas where he was drafted, a little bit of time in Pittsburgh, I think Cleveland last year when he was injured and was there for Rookie minicamp trying out. As we mentioned, it's not just the rookies on the team in UDFAs. It's also other players that are trying out for the team, and the Panthers did end up signing two guys that were NFL. Well, one of them was NFL there, another one was a UDFA, who they signed onto the 90-man roster following rookie minicamp. And one of those guys, as I've seen so far, has not been Ryan Switzer, and it looks like the Panthers are not interested in Switzer at this time. That could change. There's plenty of time for them to move around the 90-man roster and get to the point where, hey, maybe they want a guy like Ryan Switzer. So no word on him being on the team. As far as what's going on in Rock Hill late uh, Wednesday evening, I saw Joe Person of, of The Athletic go out on Twitter and report alongside with, I believe, Daniel Kaplan, his uh, colleague there at The Athletic, that David Tepper, the Carolina Panthers owner, the richest man in the NFL, that his real estate holding company has filed for bankruptcy over the Rock Hill project. 
The filing will be the final nail in the coffin for Rock Hill, but will come with some PR blowback with the NFL's richest owner using a bankruptcy filing. And from my understanding, and this comes from Joe Bruno, my Elon alum, uh, Nis Compatriot, something like that, who works for WSOC here locally in Charlotte. He had said that the uh, spokesperson says this will allow GTRE, which is David Tepper's real estate company, to process legitimate claims under court supervision. This does not impact the Panthers, Charlotte FC, or David Tepper. And I think that's one of the things, if you're rich and you're a billionaire, the way you say you're rich and a billionaire is that you file for bankruptcy when these type of projects go on so you don't have to have any sort of personal um liability so this is a this is here a statement from gt real estate holdings llc announcing a financial restructuring i'll give you a little bit of it gt real estate holdings llc and delaware limited liability company today announced that has begun a court-led financing restructuring process in delaware to affect an orderly wind down of the project at rock hill south carolina this action follows determination rescission of the agreements with the city of Rock Hill and that related to the project with GTRE previously announced. GTRE has also announced that it has received a commitment for $20 million in financing from DT Sports Holding LLC, which is also owned by David Tepper, uh, subject to court approval, which will allow the company to fund a process to address its legitimate creditor claims, as well as preserve, protect, and enhance Rock Hill's site for the benefit of all stakeholders. So by filing for bankruptcy and getting money from his other LLC, David Tepper is able to pay back his creditors and not to lose any of his own money. So that's how you play the game. As far as the facility now, it was $800 million facility. They had, David Tepper had talked about putting in $2 billion worth of investment over the course of the life of the project, which would, would start out with the training facility. And they would have a concert venue and all that. And then eventually they'd have housing and they would have real estate. Not just real estate, but they would have... Um, Oh, God. Retail. That's the word I'm looking for. Now that's not going to happen. And Rock Hill, I saw a substation, too. We're going to make a sub and we're going to we're going to quit on it halfway through like David Tepper. Not great look for David Tepper here in the region. Uh, the team has been terrible. And I, if we're being honest, like this is a fact. Ever since David Tepper took the logo off the midfield, the NFL shield, it's been all downhill from there with the Carolina Panthers. They have had four straight losing seasons. They do not have a franchise quarterback. Maybe it will be Matt Corral. We will see. The head coach is someone that is reviled, it seems like, here locally and throughout the fan base, at least the ones that I see interacting as he fired, or maybe it might not even been him. It might have just been Zorn Cronetta, who is the technical director, the sporting director, which is the equivalent of a GM over at MLS, fired the head coach who came out and said before the season that he felt like they were screwed and said a couple weeks ago, I'm not Harry Potter. I don't do magic. After Charlotte FC's actually gotten off to a fairly good start with a team that doesn't have a full roster. And <laughs> it's just incredible, man. David Tepper, I, I, when he came here, I felt that David Tepper would do a lot of good things for the region with his money. Now, the one thing I never appreciated was David Tepper thinking that he could basically own and buy Charlotte and demand all of our taxpayer dollars. And it's interesting that this week, it's Michael Jordan and the Hornets are now asking for money for their own training facility in a way to potentially um, actually retrofit what's now the this uh, the transportation center upstate uh, uptown across from the stadium and might have a new little uh, area with some uh, nightlife and some bars and restaurants so they might get that money but David Tepper oh buddy man it's just not been great so far so apparently he's filing for bankruptcy that his real estate company is so that they can pay back the creditors and he doesn't have to have any sort of personal loss with what's going on he still owns the land there 
I don't really know. Maybe they can do a scaled back practice facility because really, do you need one that's worth that $800 million? I think uh, the Dolphins did something for like 150 or something like that. Like, come on, what are we doing here? So David Tepper right there doing David Tepper things. Let's move on to Brody. Um, who asked from the mailbag, what if the Browns are holding Baker Mayfield for us until after week one? Uh, maybe. And that's one of the things that a lot of teams will do. You'll see uh, teams that will pick up maybe a quarterback or an offensive player from, or a defensive player from whatever player from a team that they're going to face in week one leading up to that week and then cut them right there just so they can learn, hey, what you guys work on? You know, the playbook, what's going on here? I don't know if the Browns are necessarily – keeping Baker Mayfield away from the Panthers because they're afraid of Baker. Don't know what's going to happen to Deshaun. I watched the real sports um, from HBO with Brian Gumbel the, this, the other day and just doesn't look good. There's another civil suit against him now. So it's up to 23. He's gotten past criminal counts and all that. So he's not going to go to jail, but it's still not a great look. And the Browns did no sort of background checking by not speaking to any of the victims or the attorney that was representing them. And, it's just not our problem, thank God. And, I mean, he's a guy I would have loved to have just for his talent, but it's something that if you guys were watching the show, wrestled with it just emotionally being like, man, I want to be good, but ugh, just kind of feels gross to have him here. But I don't think they're worried about Baker, the Browns are. I don't really know what they're doing. From the reporting that we got from Jonathan Alexander last week, they're willing to pay for half of the $18 million salary that he's getting this year, but the Panthers aren't willing to go that high. So until the Browns are willing to pay for more or someone else out there is interested in meeting the Browns halfway, I guess they're just going to keep Baker or just cut him, which we'll see how that works out. Okay, let's take a quick pause here on the show and then come back and answer the rest of your questions here on another edition of Weekly Friday Mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic timeless jewelry piece all at the price that you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're ready to pop the question you're celebrating a milestone moment from jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. No matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON+. Plus. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, back to the mailbag here on this edition of Locked on Panthers. Getting a question here from Jake, who comes from us from over the pond. He says, hey, man, British fan here. Been following the show since the end of last season and want to ask a question for the Friday mailbag. Thank you, Jake. Glad that you are asking a question finally. My question is, 
What realistically is the ceiling for the Panthers if Baker is under center for us come week one of the season? I believe that Baker Mayfield, Jake, and to everyone listening, is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. I also believe that Baker Mayfield is more equipped and ready to go week one this year in the National Football League than Matt Corral, who they want to bring around slowly and maybe could end up being the long-term answer here in Carolina. I'm not ready to go that far. I like Corral. I just think that maybe we should possibly pump the brakes just a tiny bit. And hope Mackerel's doing fine, his family, but they, who suffered a tragedy this week. But I think with Baker Mayfield, the Carolina Panthers can be a team that will, I don't know, ceiling. Ceiling, ceiling, ceiling. Man. Still a lot of questions at wide receiver outside of DJ Moore. Still questions at linebacker. Can they stop the run? Will the offensive line, that has been reworked and looks like ready to go. Are they going to play at the level that they need to play? And of course, there's injuries. That also come into play. The best that he ever did in Cleveland was get them to the divisional round where they lost to Kansas City. And that game where Patrick Mahomes went down with a concussion. Chad Henney saved the day. I would say in Carolina with Baker Mayfield this season, I would say the ceiling could be getting to the divisional round. That's what I'm going to say. I, I feel like they get Baker. I feel like this is a playoff team. And looking at the NFC, it's, of course, about the matchup who you play. You're gonna have to go on the road. Likely, I don't see I don't see Carolina even winning the division, even if Baker comes here. I would say it's a playoff appearance. It's like the it's not the I mean the floor could be missing, but man, I feel like they're a playoff team with Baker, and I think they can win a game. So that would be the ceiling for me with Baker Mayfield this upcoming season. So y'all let me know if you if I you think I'm crazy or if you know maybe someone else can get it done. I don't know. Um, Cole, what do the day three rookie ceilings look like? So day three rookies, we're looking at Brandon Smith. We are looking from Penn State, the linebacker. We are looking at Cade Mays. Uh, we are looking at Amari Barno from Virginia Tech, the edge rusher. And we are looking at Kalen Barnes. Barnes, seventh round pick. He's a fast guy. You watch Panthers confidentially talk, but he can't beat that guy over the top. There's a lot of corners on his roster. And I, ju- and I know he played for Matt Rule. Knows Phil Snow, probably knows the system. Just don't really know what his ceiling is right now other than like maybe he's on the practice squad. So we'll see how that works out. Probably a practice squad guy. And then with that, Barno, maybe he can be a Marquise Haynes type of guy. Situational pass rusher. It's going to be hard to get him in the rotation. He was blazing fast to combine. But we're talking about ceiling like this year. I don't know how much you can expect for him, but I think he could be a guy who can maybe be like a Marquise Haynes type. Love them at Virginia Tech. Wreaked havoc on the Tar Heels in week one in Blacksburg this past season. And was a solid player. Just not a ton of sack numbers, though, at his time at Virginia Tech. Um, Smith, I think Smith could be a star, could be a starting middle linebacker for this team. He says he sees himself more as an edge rusher. We'll see how they they factor him in. But man, uh, we'll see. Damian Wilson might just be here for a season. Same thing with Corey Littleton. Like they got to find somebody, and he has a pedigree. Coming out of state of Virginia, was a guy who's a five star recruit went to Penn State. And he took full blame for hey, anytime I didn't make a play, that was on me. Like I could have done better. I should have been better at Penn State. He has the talent level. I think he could be a starter for the Panthers there at middle linebacker. How high level of a starter? Not quite sure, but I think he could be a starter. And then Cade Mays, his ceiling is starting off as a lineman. Like, he's another guy. Five-star recruit coming out of high school. Like, he's, he could be a pro bowler. Like, that's how – I think Cade Mays is going to be a starter on the Panthers' offensive line for a good while. That's that's how bullish I am on Cade Mays. Like, that guy is going to be a starter for five-plus years here in Carolina. I'm going out there and saying that right now. All right, let's move on to Cole. No, we just answered Cole's question. Harvey, 
All right. He says, do you think that the acquisition of defensive tackle, Matt Ioannidis, will finally allow us to be stout versus the run? And also, do you believe that McAdoo can make this offense respectable this year? Yeah, Matt Ioannidis played for Matt Rule and in Phil Snow's system up in Temple. Was a good player for the Washington Redskins and football team. Not so much, I guess, last year. Now they're the commanders and they cut him. And he talked about on Wednesday when speaking to the media for the first time after OTAs that he was out of shape and his injuries played a factor in that, that he took full responsibility for. Now he's at a right, he's at a playing weight that should allow him to do the things he's done in the past. And he's been more of a pass rusher from the interior. Will it help them stop the run? Here's the thing too, like when you, when it comes to stopping the run, like Derek Brown's gonna be better. You had Daquan Jones last year, who's a good run stopper. But yeah, you you would hope that he can do it. I think Gross Matos in the limited snaps he's played, he's looked good against the run. Brian Burns, great pass rusher. You're gonna get paid for that. Kind of been a lot, been a liability. Let's be honest against the run. He's adding more strength. He's not really in cares about weight as he talked to me the other day, saying that he wants to get stronger. Doesn't really need to want to get to a certain weight, but he just wants to get stronger, more powerful. And maybe down the road, as he's entering his fourth year in the league that will help him to perform at the level where he can be better against the run for Carolina, but also the linebacker play Shaq was playing really well, gets injured. Jermaine Carter jr. Didn't really fill that role well enough. Didn't have much depth after that. The linebackers have to be better. And if they get better linebackers when they were good against the run, who they have on the roster, Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis filling every single freaking hole. Like that's, it, it kind of correlates. In that last season where Luke was here in Carolina in 2019, they weren't good against the run. I think the three-man front did not help, and, and Luke kind of lost a step in a way. But he was still a good player, fantastic player. But you don't have Luke Keekley anymore. They haven't had Luke Keekley the last two seasons. And I think that correlates with why they've been bad against the run. The linebacker play has just not been there. If they get better linebacker play, I think the Carolina Panthers will be a lot better against the run. And that goes in hand with Brian Burns, who plays defensive end, edge, he needs to be better as well. So I don't necessarily look at Ioannidis as someone who's going to come in here and fix the run, but they had to have better linebacker play moving forward for Carolina. Now, as far as can Ben McAdoo make this offense respectable, what do you call respectable? Because I also think I have another question in here um, from you, Harvey, actually, if it's the same Harvey, who asked, can the Panthers be a top 10 offense? And I, I don't see that happening. Can he get more consistency out of Sam Darnold? I think so. McCaffrey's healthy. They're better. Offensive line's healthy and the guys that have come in play the way that we hope they can play. They're a better team. Like, yeah, they can be respectable. I don't think they're gonna be top 10 because the quarterback's not good enough. I don't think you're gonna get good enough quarterback play from Baker Mayfield. If he comes here from Sam Darnold or from Matt Corral's rookie, I just don't see that happening, but you can be a good team that can run the football, especially now with Dante Foreman in here, but Christian healthy. And if you can get some consistency from the wide receivers outside of DJ this year and add in the tight end game, I, I think that they can be better. And he, Certainly, when he was in New York, elevated that team's offense that already had a future Hall of Famer in Eli Manning. They're a quarterback. So I do think he can make them respectable. I think at the t- top 10 in the league, I'm not really ready to go that far just yet. All right, let's take another quick pause here on the show, and I'll be back answering more of your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Locked On Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA Finals that started last night. The Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. What a hell of a matchup we got there. Young stars in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown going up against the old guard, if you want to call them that, and Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. You also have the Stanley Cup Conference 
finals going on oh, or it's actually really conference finals but remember hockey it's the conference the western conference final eastern conference final don't let hockey people come after you also have major league baseball and of course all the latest fighting news from mma and ufc to boxing bet online is your continued source for your sports wagering information including live betting esports and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I forgot to tell you all at the beginning of the show, but today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners. Get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. All right, back to the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers. And let's see who is up next. And it is Kyle. For Friday's mailbag, why in recent seasons has it been so difficult for Carolina to stop the run? How can they improve to do better? Hope you're having a great week. Well, I literally just, that's see, that's why I need to read these questions before, but I really just answered your question while answering Harvey's question as well when he asked about Matt Ionatis. I think it's also, it's been the odd man fronts. I think it's been the loss of Lee Keekley. And I think it's just been that you haven't had, like, KK Short wasn't there for Derek Brown. Derek Brown, I like, doesn't have played well enough to this point talk about that on Wednesday's show I really feel like they get better linebacker play you know defensive tackles can be more stout this will be a better team against the run so that's that's my thoughts um we got Austin who says which returning player from injury or which returning from injury player popped the most at camp okay so I'm not on the ground there at OTAs folks um unfortunately got the day job can't be down there um, so I don't know necessarily who's popping, but the guy, I mean, people I'm like looking at is JC Horn. And just from the reports I've seen, it's that he looks like he, I think it was Ellis Williams. He had his takeaway from like the first week of the third phase of the OTAs, the real true OTAs before we get to mandatory minicamp saying that, yeah, JC Horn might say that he feels like a rookie doesn't look like it. He's someone that apparently has looked really good so far. And the Panthers are going to need him desperately to play at a high level this upcoming season. And of course to stay healthy. So JC Horn is the one I think from a lot of people, what I've seen so far is the guy that you need to look out for as someone who is going to come back and play well. And Christian McCaffrey, you're not going to really see a lot of reps from him until week one against the Browns. So it's going to be hard to even say how Christian's looking as long as he's healthy and upright and, you know, not limping thumbs up. Happy about that. All right, Cedric. What's good, JC. I'm good. Cedric. How are you? Uh, who, would you rather have as their starting running back? A healthy Christian McCaffrey, prime D'Angelo Williams, prime Super Bowl Steven Davis, or prime Jonathan Stewart? Damn. Um, also, if you watch basketball, who you got winning at all? Celtics or Warriors, welcome to summer and drink plenty of water. Yeah, seriously, man. It's like 90 degrees outside. Um, yeah, okay. So I'll answer the last question. Warriors, Steph Curry, got to go to Charlotte guy. I know, I know he was actually born in Cleveland. Charlotte guy. Davidson College alum, 
finally, actually finding the alum, going to go up to the Raptors. Cannot wait for that game next year at Belk Arena when they finally put his number up there and retire. And I don't know, maybe whenever he's back in Charlotte, they can find a way to do that. But that would be the game to go to if you ever love going to Davidson to go check out those games. Also, make sure to hit up Kindred and Milk Bread. I, I know no free ads, but seriously, the, those people are awesome. Um, so I got the Warriors going to win this one. The experience. Celtics have not been in the situation. Now, Brown and Tatum, those guys have played in a lot of big games early on in their careers, and they're going to be studs. They'll win a championship one day, I'm sure, maybe. But I think Steph, Clay, Draymond, those guys winning another one, I think that's going to happen. It'd be great to see. They won it before they got KD. One, two of KD. Probably would have won another one against Toronto had they not had the injuries of KD and Clay, and then come back after that with Steph's injuries, with um, Clay's injuries, and to come back and win another one with Wiggins, Swaggy Pool or Jordan Pool, but that would be so cool to see. Um, so we'll see. But I got Warriors. But back to the football, because I'm trying to avoid your question. Who would I rather have? So Christian's done something that's never happened. Oh, it's happened three times in NFL history, uh, twice outside of him, thousand yards receiving and rushing a single season. Uh, D'Angelo was a beast. And I know D'Angelo has come out and said a lot of things in recent years that have really ticked off Panthers fans. So I can't choose him. And Jonathan Stewart also had 1,000 yards rushing that same season as D'Angelo, and he is what the all-time leading rusher here for the Carolina Panthers. Steven Davis, man, it, when he was healthy there in that 03 season, because that's the one thing. When you look at it, and I've talked to someone about this. I'm not going to put their name out there because I, I don't want to attach their name to this, but I've talked to him. We were talking about Teddy Bridgewater and did not really understand like why people were like so angry. He's like, yeah, if you give Teddy you know, a good offensive line and an actual running game, like you know, Jake DeLome, it's not like Jake came out here and like lit up the lit the world on fire, threw a ton of interceptions. Yes, he was clutch as hell in the playoffs, led all those comebacks in the fourth quarter, including his first ever game. But he had a 14,000 yard rusher or 1,400 yard, 14,000 would be insane. A 1,400 yard rusher. He had Steve Smith, Musin Muhammad, Ricky Prohl. Uh, that defense was amazing. He had a lot of help, but Stephen Davis is great and love Jake DeLome. He's absolutely worthy of the distinction of being an all honor here or ring of honor, whatever the hell they call it. I got to find that out one day. Uh, but if to answer your question though, Christian McCaffrey, I just, the dude is, he's just different, man. I love Jay Stu. Love Stephen Davis. That one season, D'Angelo used to love him. I mean, I don't really care. D'Angelo say what he, we can say whatever he wants, but I, when Christian McCaffrey's healthy, that dude is just, he's ridiculous. I mean, I just, I, I, I would take Christian McCaffrey. And I know that's probably not popular based off of like the recency bias of him never being healthy. He just does things that Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams and Stephen Davis, they just could not do. And he can tote the rock. All right. Last question, Alex. How many wins for Rule to keep his job? Um, I don't know if there's necessarily a win total, but getting to the playoffs, I think, is what he needs to do. And probably winning a playoff game and actually showing a foundation that, hey, we are growing. Yeah, we got to. It's not. We. It's not like a backdoor into the playoffs because the NFC is terrible. It's like, hey, we made it to the playoffs because we're a good football team, and we've kind of got the things figured out. Especially like quarterback is one thing too. Like if they can get to the playoffs, and it looks like they have an actual quarterback moving forward, because we can't just go into next offseason in year four of rule and still not know whether they have the long term option at quarterback. And it's very possible that the Panthers could go to the playoffs somehow with Sam Darnold and move off of him and then go into next year being like, all right, Matt Corral, now you return. Let's see if he's the right guy. 
and we could be back here in 2024 still not knowing. Now, the hope is that Corral can be the guy, and then maybe he has to take over some at some point this season. And it, I don't think it really helps either if like they bring in Baker, then it's like, all right, Baker's here for a year. Are you going to extend Baker? Are you going to keep Matt Corral? Or will have Corral be the start in 2023? Like, I think it's getting to the playoffs and also having an actual plan at quarterback. And that also goes with Scott Fitterer as well, who supplies the players now as he's taken over. Um, really, it seems like the head-on role of personnel this offseason, thank God. That's kind of how I look at it. It's not just the wins, but it's also like, what is the vision past this season? They talk about doing a five-year plan and maybe even a six-year plan, which is absurd. Maybe David Tepper is actually buying into that. So it might not matter how many games Matt Rule wins. Of course, he can't win zero or one or two or three or four or even five again or six. He's got to get to like eight or nine. In double digits, 10 is always a pretty good thing to do as well if you're trying to keep your job. So there's that, Alex. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Julian Council. Again, y'all make sure to subscribe to the show and watch the show on YouTube so you don't miss a single episode Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays right now as we are in off-season mode here up until training camp down in Spartanburg, South Carolina on the campus of Wofford College. And also be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on all the podcasting platforms. So again, you don't miss a single episode of Locked on Panthers, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, or Stitcher. I ask you to go subscribe to those channels and be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday like today, answer weekly Friday mailbag questions. Just DM me or at me, whatever question you have, so I can answer it next Friday. We'll continue to do that throughout the week. So we have, you have plenty of time. You can listen to what I say on Monday. You can listen to what I say on Wednesday. And you can have your thoughts and just DM me after that, or you just kind of, Walking around going to the grocery store thinking, hey, I want to ask Julian this question about the Panthers. Just go ahead and DM me at Julian Council on Twitter. In the meantime, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Stay cool. Because, yeah, it is hot out here. But always keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all on Monday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.